Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Okay, Sherry, I'd like to introduce a new term to you. Go for it. Diabesity. Pardon? Diabesity. Diabetes plus obesity. Diabesity. Okay, sure. Let's talk diabesity. And if our listeners are with me here, I'm sure this term is new to them also, and they'll definitely want to stick around and hear more. All right, Christiana, please explain to me what diabetes is. I'm happy to. Diabetes is a condition of metabolic imbalance and disease that ranges all the way from mild blood sugar imbalances to full-blown diabetes. We call it by many names, insulin resistance, prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, obesity, syndrome X, adult onset diabetes, type 2 diabetes. But in truth, these are all essentially one problem with varying degrees of severity, according to Dr. Mark Heeman. Okay, so let's break this down. So diabetes is kind of a combination of diabetes and obesity. Yes, but let's talk about them separately first. Sounds good. Let's see if I can help you out here. Obesity is an accumulation of excess fat with a negative impact on our health. And according to the World Health Organization, obesity is actually an epidemic. And it is the leading cause of preventable illness and death in North America. Can you believe that about 61% of Canadian adults are considered overweight or obese? Man, I really have to rethink my addiction to cookies and ice cream. Absolutely, Sherry. You may actually consider that your addition to cookies and ice cream might also lead you down another path, not just a moment on your lips <laughs> and a lifetime on your hips, but to diabetes. No, don't worry, Christiana. I am actually really making a strong effort to be more conscious of how much sugar I am consuming. I don't want to go down the path of diabetes. Speaking of, Christiana, please tell us more about diabetes. Okay, Sherry. I'm happy to share some information on diabetes as it's very important for us to understand what it truly means. There are two types of diabetes. We have diabetes mellitus, which is sweet, and diabetes insipidus, which is unsweet. But we will be focusing on diabetes mellitus. And there are two major types of diabetes mellitus. We have type 1, which is usually diagnosed during childhood. And it means that the pancreas makes little or no insulin, so they are usually dependent on insulin. And then there's type 2 diabetes, which usually develops in adulthood, although diabetes itself is now an epidemic, actually, not just obesity. And there are some adults that are actually becoming dependent on insulin as well. 
So in this case of type 2 diabetes, there's either not enough insulin being made or the insulin that is being made is not effective any longer. And it accounts for about 90% of all cases of diabetes. Insulin is a hormone produced by the pancreas to control the amount of sugar in our blood. It acts like a helper or a key. So it sort of opens the cells for the sugar to go into the cells to be used up as energy. When I was a student nurse over three decades ago, <laughs> my age, <laughs> diabetes was one of my favorite topics. Mind you, it wasn't as prevalent and deadly as it is today. I used to love to rhyme off the four cardinal signs of diabetes because it clearly de describes the path of diabetes. So the first one is polyuria, when there's excessive urination. So the high sugar content in kidney filtrate causes large amount of water to be lost in urine, pulling that sugar with it. This causes you to be thirsty, polydysia, because you are losing a lot of water. So, and then it leads to polyphagia, which is excessive hunger. Because you pin out all this stuff and, you know, your body is not absorbing this um, sugar, it's not going into your cell to give you energy, you start to feel very, very hungry. But you eat a lot, by the same token, you are losing weight because your body is not getting the nutrients, the energy that it needs. So it starts to attack your fat and muscle for energy. So sudden weight loss is another symptom of diabetes or shall I say sign. So most, there are other diseases like cancer that causes people to lose weight suddenly. But if you're having these four signs, you're drinking excessively, peeing excessively, excessively hungry and weight loss, definitely that points you towards diabetes. There are other signs and symptoms, which include dry skin, itchy skin, slow healing of cuts blurry eyesight, fatigue and weakness, skin infections, as well as numbness and tingling in the feet. Okay. Thank you, Christiana. I've actually also heard of something called type 3 diabetes, also known as brain diabetes. Can you share what that's all about? Of course. This is a lesser known form of diabetes. Researchers at Rhode Island Hospital discovered that insulin is actually produced in the brain, not just in the pancreas. So as described above, the body uses insulin to help funnel glucose from the blood into the cells to be used up as energy. But the brain also uses glucose to form memories. So in the brain, there are spaces called synapses. These are responsible for memories. These synapses have receptors and glucose enter into the brain through these receptors. If the brain is not receiving enough insulin, remember insulin is like a key that opens that cell. It cannot use glucose for energy and eventually the receptors will start to disappear. So a decrease in the number of receptors leads to fewer memories and the beginning of Alzheimer's disease. Scientists have begun to give Alzheimer's patients insulin to slow down memory loss. So low insulin equal fewer insulin receptors, which leads to fewer memories as well. That's so crazy. Insulin is so important in our bodies. And 
I mean, I didn't really realize it until now, but thank you for sharing. So let me put this into some perspective for everybody then. So if we eat too much, then we'll gain weight, which brings an excess of blood sugar into our cells. And so the body tries to protect itself by not allowing too much sugar to enter the cells. And then this leads to insulin resistance and insulin resistance is bad because it leads to diabetes. Exactly. Insulin is produced in the pancreas and helps to transport sugar from food into the cells to be used up as energy. This lowers the level of sugar in the blood and sends a message back to the pancreas to stop releasing insulin. However, when you start to eat too much carbohydrate, refined sugars, that is, the cells become resistant to insulin because there becomes too much sugar in the blood and sugar is toxic to the body. So the body now starts to protect itself and it's not being able to send message back to the pancreas to stop producing insulin. Therefore, the pancreas continues to produce more and more insulin. But unfortunately, insulin is not able to do its job because the key is not working. The key is broken. Right. So it's not clearing that excess sugar. And so the cells have become resistant. This leads to excessive insulin and excessive blood sugar. However, this individual may continue to have normal blood sugar levels for several years. So you may have insulin resistance, but you don't know it. You don't even know it. Your blood is still testing as normal. But eventually the pancreas burns out and start producing minimal amounts of insulin. So since glucose cannot enter into the cells properly, it remains in the blood and causes elevated blood sugar levels, creating a vicious circle of high blood sugar levels and high insulin levels. This buildup of excess glucose in the blood eventually leads to type 2 diabetes. This is truly not a good news story, Christiana. I I can see now why sugar is truly a problem in today's society. I mean, added sugar is in everything from ketchup to fruit juice. And then, of course, my favorites, cookies and ice cream. You betcha, (laughs) Chesha. And that's not the whole story. Here's the other part. Increased sugar means increased insulin resistance. This leads to leptin resistance. Leptin is that hormone that tells the brain that we are full. If that is no longer working, you keep eating and eating, and then you start getting fatter and fatter, right? (laughs) So it leads to increase also, it leads to increase cholesterol and triglycerides, and also increases blood pressure. All this leads to diabetes. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) It's scary, but it's preventable. Right. And I guess that maybe is the good news story here is that there is such a thing as prediabetes and prediabetes is that condition in which blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but not high enough to be diagnosed with diabetes. And while people who have prediabetes are at an increased risk, of developing type 2 diabetes, they can reduce their chances of becoming diabetic by losing as little as 5 to 7% of their body weight and exercising 30 minutes a day, five days a week. 
Yes, that is the good news, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because you can do something about it. Yes, absolutely. Also, have you caught on that both diabetes and obesity are caused by excessive insulin? Insulin acts on receptor cells to move glucose from the blood to be used up for energy, or it is stored as glycogen or fat, primarily in the liver, pancreas, or abdomen. So you may be skinny, but (laughs) you could have something called fatty liver, so no one is exempt. (laughs) Right. Okay, tell me more. Well, there's something called metabolic syndrome. This is relatively new as medical researchers and epidemiologists realized that a cluster of factors were associated with both heart disease and diabetes. Okay, so it has to do with insulin then? Yes. This cluster of conditions that include increased abdominal fat, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, increased cholesterol and triglyceride levels occurs together and increases the risk of heart disease, strokes, and diabetes. Okay, Christiana, we have digested a lot about diabetes, but let's make clear what complications are associated with diabetes. Yes, diabetes is a vascular disease. It affects all the organs, the heart, blood vessels, eyes, kidneys, and nerves. It leads to clogged arteries and causes poor circulation as the blood becomes thickened from that excess sugar in the blood. Remember, if you try to mix granulated sugar in water, it becomes, you know, very thick. Um, That's the same thing. So imagine that pushing through your blood. It causes excursions on your blood vessels. Like, you know, sugar has sharp, you know, it's like fine glass. So when it comes to the blood vessels, the body seals it with cholesterol, right? It heals it. So eventually that will lead to atherosclerosis because it becomes blocked. And so it causes poor circulation, like to the feet, and they're not getting proper circulation. And so you have a wound, it doesn't really heal, and you can develop gangrene. As a matter of fact, about 60% of non-traumatic lower limb amputations results from diabetes. Ugh, I had no idea it was circulatory related. Awful disease. Yes. But it can be prevented. I cannot overemphasize that fact. Right. So tell me more. Tell me more about how bad this is. (laughs) (laughs) So adults with diabetes have two to three-fold increase in risk of heart attacks and strokes. Actually, people with diabetes suffer from what they call silent heart attack. You don't even know you have it until maybe they do a scan, they say, oh, you've had um, a cardiac uh, episode. So, and it also causes dementia because it leads to vascular dementia. So what happens if there's temporary cessation of circulation, the body does not get the oxygen, then that, that tissue dies. So that's where the heart attack comes from. That's where the minstrels come from. And when you have enough damage in your brain, it starts to affect your behaviors and memory. So that's vascular dementia. It also causes erectile dysfunction. It causes retinopathy. It's one of the, the, it causes high rate of blindness. 
Some people have diabetes they don't even know until they can't see, you know. So it causes nerve damage, neuropathy, when there's tingling sensation and, you know, numb feelings on the feet. And uh, like I said before, it causes increased infection And if you have a cut. So you may be standing on glass and your foot is cut, you don't even know. You may be standing on burning stone and your leg is, your foot is getting burnt. You don't know because there's no more sensations. The nerves are dead, right? That's why people with diabetes have to be very careful and have their feet examined, get their nails done. Diabetes is among the leading cause of kidney failure. It depresses the immune system. It's so important for people to, not not now that we have COVID, but it's so important for people to get out of their comfort zone. Go to a hospital, go to a dialysis unit and see professionals, young and old people that are on dialysis so that you will learn that, you know, it's very important to pay attention to what you eat and your lifestyle. Right. And I mean, if this hasn't scared anyone from having that second helping of ice cream, nothing will. Well, I hope it does it for you, Sherry, honestly. I never knew there was a way I could get to you, but I'm glad I'm finally getting... Hey, listen, I'm, I worked out today. How about you? I did. I have a two-minute routine I do every day now. Yeah. Okay. Well, Christiana, we never leave our listeners without prevention. I mean, the best way to prevent any disease is to focus on whole body health care rather than focusing on disease care. Yes, exactly, Sherry. (laughs) So what do you do to live well with diabetes or even reverse because it can be reversed? Yeah. Physically active. You need to eat healthy diet. Avoid refined sugar. So every time you've heard me just be very particular about refined sugar, there's sugar in everything. Yes. Your fruits, your vegetables and whatever. So there's always sugar, but it's the quality of the sugar that you are eating. And how much are you eating? You don't mm-hmm. need a whole lot of food to eat to become full. You know, our stomach are really small, but you can expand your stomach when you eat too much. You go to a buffet, you think you are doing a damage to them. Thank God for COVID, no more buffets, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're actually damaging yourself. So eat really healthy, good food. And when you eat food that has protein and fiber, it satiates you a lot longer than refined, like the donut. You eat a donut or two, you get very hungry very quickly. But that spikes your blood sugar as well, right? So you have to be smart about what you eat. Achieve and maintain a healthy body weight. Yeah, in this country where it's cold half the year, it's not easy to be as active, but still there's so much you can do. There are a lot of apps you can use to exercise exercise you know if you live in a house there are steps to climb there's so many things you can do just move and also avoid tobacco as smoking increases the risk of diabetes and um, cardiovascular diseases and alcohol just limit whatever you do be mindful of your health exactly and you know as you did mention to eat a healthy diet like, let's make sure we include one dark green vegetable and maybe an orange one in every meal, like broccoli and carrots or asparagus and sweet potato, or try and make half of your whole grains be full grain, like brown or wild rice or quinoa and oatmeal. 
try incorporating fish into your diet twice a week and include more beans, lentils, and soy more often into your diet. Sounds great. But here, Sherry, I have an analogy for our listeners to ponder on. Okay. So imagine this. There's someone with a terminal illness, but someone comes into the scene and says, I have a magic cure for you. There's something you can actually do to live. You will not die if you do this thing. What do you think that person would do? Well, do whatever you tell them. Okay. So it is the same here. We have two diseases that could be terminal, diabetes and obesity, but there's a miracle cure. And it's as simple as a healthy lifestyle and a healthy diet. Exactly. And that's within reach of everybody. Precisely. (laughs) So thank you for sharing all of this today, Christiana. I mean, it was kind of a scary story. (laughs) It would end in though. Yes, exactly. And I think that is the key takeaway here for us is that there's something that we can do about this. And as always, I have learned so much. Thank you, Sherry. And I just have one more golden nugget. (laughs) I just (laughs) need to say this, that a lot of people say, oh, it's genetic. It's in my family. Everyone is diabetic. But let me tell you, they don't call them diabetics anymore. It's like everyone has diabetes. But the science is now teaching us that you are not your gene, you are your gene expression. So just because father, mother, grandfather, everyone else has diabetes doesn't mean you have to have it. If you change your lifestyle, if you eat healthy, you are physically active and you do all the right things, trust me, your gene will express something healthy and give you that long life. So I hope that everyone that has listened to us take something away from this. There are so many resources that you can get more information from, but diabetes is not simple. It's fatal. I read somewhere where every 16 minutes someone dies from diabetes. We're talking about COVID, but diabetes is killing people just as much. If not, you know, God forbid, I know COVID has just taken over the world, but Mm -hmm. please let's all make mindful decisions and try to live healthy lives because there are lots of people that are actually dying instead of living right so Mm -hmm. and that is all we have to say to you for today's episode (laughs) until next time please keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger my name is christiana eggy and i'm sherry marie chu see you next time on forever young the Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at 
our forever young podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under our forever young podcast. Thank you for listening.